70 missionaries. And we can find this in Luke 10, 1 to 24. Well, after Jesus announced that he was the good shepherd to those who hear his voice, that's people he would have been teaching about his kingdom to come, about his father in heaven, and sometimes about how to live. Mm -hmm. And to those who followed him, that was those who ended up doing what he taught. You know, he said he would protect them, feed them through his word, and water them through his spirit. Then, you know, that was Jesus' mission, why he came, his purpose. You know, someone who is sent out to do Jesus' work or his mission, tell why he came and what he taught, sometimes we call them missionaries. Mm -hmm. On a mission for Jesus, that's what they're doing. And actually, you know, Jesus came as a missionary, or we even could call it a representative for his Father in heaven. Mm -hmm. Well, our story today is about Jesus and some missionaries. And this is where we'll start our story. You know, Jesus understood that he could spread his message or his message mission so much better if he had many helpers. You know, one time before he sent out the 12, right? Do you remember that? Because he needed to cover more villages. Well, that's this time it's very similar, but he sends out more than 12. He sees many people are following him, and he has many disciples. So out of those many disciples, he chooses 70. And in some translations, it says 72. And he sent them out in pairs of two, just like he did before with the 12, to the towns and villages in Judea. And their mission, or their purpose, was to prepare the way for Jesus when he came later and was able to village uh, visit those villages. You know, the time was coming when Jesus would no longer be with these disciples, and they needed to continue his work when he was gone. And this was a good learning ground for them while he was still there. So he gave them some instructions. He said, you know, the harvest is plentiful. There were many people in those villages who had not had Jesus visit. They were eager to hear the gospel. But Jesus said the workers are few. He needed more disciples who could take up that mission. Mm -hmm. And I have asked the Lord of the harvest, which was his father in heaven, to send out workers to the harvest and harvest his fields, which would have been the people. Now you go and remember, you will be like lambs among wolves out there. You know, there are a lot of people that they were going to meet that weren't going to like what they said. And Jesus was warning them of that because he did not want them to become discouraged and give up. No. And he continued, said, now I want you to travel light. Don't take a lot of extra luggage or sandals or, or food, you know, and don't take your time. You need to cover these villages. Keep a steady going. Visit the town, visit, visit the village, but don't get distracted there. And he told them, if you find a home that is welcoming, you go and stay with that family. And don't be picky about what they feed you or what you get to drink. You know, bless that family. Be happy that you can be there and bless that family for their hospitality. And heal those who need healing and preach. Please preach all about the kingdom of God and that it is near. And he said, you know, if you enter a village that is not welcome, and some would not be, 
You go into the street and you say, we wipe the dust of your town from our feet. In other words, we're not responsible for you. You know, the kingdom of God is so close to you. And that really was Jesus. <laughs> but you do not listen. Whoa, watch out. Towns like Chorazan and Bethsaida. You know, if such miracles had been done in towns of Sodom and Tyre and Sidon, those were Gentile cities or the Jews would have called them pagans. Those people would have deeply repented a long time ago. You know, it will be more bearable for those cities on the day of judgment. And what can be said about Capernaum? You know, they heard the word of God often, but they never listened. You know, such cities will not be held in high regard in heaven. No, they will not. You know, those three places, Capernaum, Chorazan, and Bethsaida, Bible scholars sometimes call them the evangelical triangle because if you look at a map, they're kind of in a triangle. And they often were at those cities and did miracles there. You know, that was where on the plains of Bethsaida, 5,000 were fed. They healed a blind man. I remember in the synagogue at Capernaum, they cast out a demon, Jesus did. You know, of all peoples, they probably had more contact with Jesus and saw more miracles than anywhere else, and yet they were not welcoming. How sad. And then Jesus said, you know, those who listen to you, it's just as if they were listening to me. And those who reject you are rejecting me. And when they reject me, they really are rejecting my Father in heaven, the one who sent me. And then you know what? With those instructions, Jesus sent them out to the towns and villages in Judea. And they went from town to town and village to village, preaching about the kingdom, telling of Jesus Christ and his mission, and that he was the son of God, and talking about how to live, just as he had told them. And let me tell you, when they returned, they were very excited. And they said to Jesus, you know, even the demons obeyed when we used your name. Yeah. And Jesus replied, well, I know because I could see Satan suffering defeat and fall from heaven as a flash of lightning while you all were out there. He could see Satan being defeated. You know, I gave you authority over the power of the enemy to walk among evil spirits as if they were snakes and scorpions, and they would not harm you. But even more important than the demons obeying you is that your names are written in heaven, known in heaven. God knows what you did. That's what he told them. Wow. And then Jesus, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, turned and praised God, his Father in heaven, my Father, Lord of heaven and earth, who hid these things from those who seemed to be wise and revealed them to those who are trusting as little children. Thank you, Father, for it was your good pleasure to do it this way. You know, the, the leaders of the time who actually had kind of the power over the Jewish people, they did not listen. They thought they were wise. But here were these men who would listen to Jesus as everything he said, and they believed him like little children. And that's who was given the power. And then after he had that little prayer, Jesus turned to his disciples and he said, 
You are so privileged to see what you see. You know, many of the prophets and kings in the old times, which we would talk about the Old Testament, they would have loved to see what you saw. They would have loved to hear what you hear. They would have loved to be there with Jesus. Yes, but these very men, these very men with Jesus, they were so privileged. They were gifted to sit with Jesus, eat with him, walk with him, talk with him, be taught by him, and given power by Jesus. I wonder at the time if they really understood how privileged they were. I do wonder. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We have that same privilege today to talk and listen to Jesus through these very stories that we are reading together. You know, no other people ever had the written words of God that we call the Bible like we do. What a privilege. What a gift. Don't take it for granted. You need to read the Bible and hear his words. And then you need to do it. You need to do what the Bible says. Live the way it tells us to live. Particularly what we're learning from Jesus right here. And about his kingdom and about a future that's wonderful. It is marvelous. And about his father in heaven and he now as our savior. You know, it is our mission, your mission, to read God's word and to do it. It really is. Well, that is our story for today. But next time we'll hear a story called, Who is your neighbor? I wonder who my neighbor is. <laughs> well, let me tell you, we're going to hear a very important story next time.